Hey girls, hey, welcome to She's So Pretty. I'm so happy you are here and you are listening. And if you're listening when this is coming out, which is Christmas, very, merry Christmas. And if you're not, I hope you've had a great Christmas. I am so excited for this episode. But first, can we take a moment and talk about where the past couple of months have gone? Y'all, after October 31st, I cannot tell you what happened. November was a blur and the Christmas season has just flown by. 2022 is slipping out of our fingers. I hope you've had a great year. I know I've had a great year and we are going to spend the next 15 minutes or so just being able to wrap up the year in a wonderful story not only story though guys it's a true thing that happened and helps remind us why we celebrate christmas in the first place so without further ado let's get into having a so pretty christmas As our beloved Julie Andrews reminds us, the best place to start anywhere when we're beginning something new is in the beginning. And so today we're going to be looking at the book of Luke, chapter 1 and 2. And in the very beginning of the book of Luke, it foretells the birth of John the Baptist, who is going to be Jesus's cousin. And just to give you a little bit of backstory, Elizabeth is barren, Zechariah does not believe when the angel comes and tells him that Elizabeth is going to have a son. Zachariah goes mute and indeed Elizabeth has a son, names him John. Luke 1 verse 26, an angel whose name is Gabriel is sent to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man who was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he goes on to once again, just like every single time an angel approaches a person, says, do not be afraid, but you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. Verse 32, he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give the throne to his father, David. Uh, Verse 34, still Luke Uh, chapter one and mary said to the angel how can this be since i am a virgin verse 35 and the angel answered her the holy spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you therefore the child will be born will be called holy the son of god he goes on to tell her that your relative elizabeth has also conceived and nothing will be impossible with god Verse 38, this is one that has recently really stuck out to me, and I hope it sticks out to you too. Read this verse when you get a chance, Luke 1, verse 38. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. I'm sure if you've been to any Christmas service or been in the church or anything for any amount of time, you have heard of this story and you have heard what I'm about to tell you. But Mary was young. And back in those days, having a child without being married was looked down upon, was frowned upon. 
And so for Mary to just be okay with this, I'm sure there was some sort of doubt, some sort of anxiety still after she said this. But Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Hold on to this, guys, as we continue into this story. Just before we continue on to learn more about the birth of Jesus himself, we're going to hop over to Matthew 1, verse 20. And this is talking about Joseph. This is another one of those things I want you to hold in the back of your brain until we get there. But Matthew 1, verse 20. But as he considered these things, behold, and and what he's talking about when they say these things is he wanted to divorce her quietly, not make a big deal about it, but he wanted to divorce her because she was indeed pregnant and it was not his child. Matthew 1, verse 20. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that is conceived, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his peoples from their sins. We're going to jump down to verse 24. When Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel commanded him. He took his wife and he called his name Jesus. Once again, strange way, but I'm sure there was some doubt. I'm sure there was still some confusion, but Joseph said yes. We're going to jump back into Luke 2, chapter 1. We've all heard this before. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This is one of those moments again, where if we were put in the shoes of Mary and Joseph, once again, for the girls out there, Mary's eight, nine months, whatever, pregnant. She's, she, in six verses later, she has a child. (laughs) Okay, there was some traveling that had to be done. But she was very pregnant. And Joseph had to deal with this pregnant woman. And he had to take both of them and some of their belongings and a donkey to Bethlehem. Okay. I'm sure there was some annoyance and some aggravation coming from them. Because I know there would be from me. Why is this happening now? And yet still... Joseph and Mary obliged and they went and they said yes. We're going to jump down into Luke uh, chapter 7. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. And in the same region, there had been shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night jumping down to verse 11 still chapter still uh chapter 2 for unto you is born this day in the city of david a savior who is christ the lord and this will be a sign for you you will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger the angel sang 
And then, in verse 15, the shepherds say, said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So the shepherds, the lowest of the lows, according to the Bethlehem community, said yes to God. We're going to hop over into Matthew to talk about the wise men and some more traveling that Joseph, Mary, and Jesus had to do when we come back. So Matthew 2 verse 1. For now Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Behold, wise men from the east came from Jerusalem, Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born the king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have to come to worship him. And of course, as any good king would, or well, any bad king would, Herod, the king, was troubled when wise men came to see him and said, there's a king. And so Herod came a plot to kill him and said, wise men, go on your way and then come back to me and tell me where they are. Verse um, Matthew 2, verse 11. And when going into the house, the wise men saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warmed in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed their, to their own country by another way. So once again, Herod was like, oh, there's a king. Let's get rid of this king. And they had been told the wise men had been told not to go that way. Now, uh, verse 13. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take this child and his mother, and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose, took the child and his mother by night, and departed till Egypt. All right, so let's just pause for a moment. Mary says yes to an angel, to God, when the angel tells her she's going to conceive a son, even as a virgin. Joseph decides not to divorce Mary after finding out she's pregnant and says yes to God. And then once again, they say yes to God when they have to travel to Bethlehem. And now for the fifth time, they're saying yes to God by moving to Egypt. Matthew 2 verse 16 through 18 talks about uh, Herod killing all of the boys, all of the children. And then Matthew 2, 19 through 23 is the return to Nazareth. We're going to read verse 21 to 23. And he rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in a place of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go there 
and being warmed in, once again, another dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a city. This is uh, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus when they say he. And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, so that what was spoken by the prophets may be fulfilled. That he would be called a Nazarene, that last he is talking about Jesus. So once again, for a sixth time, they say yes to God with all unknown circumstances in life. With any, with not all the X's marked, not all the boxes checked, not all the background information. They say yes to God and move again. Does anybody see my point here? If you don't, that's okay. This Christmas season, though, we all know the story of Jesus, most likely. And if you don't, I've read it for you here, but I encourage you to read it on your own. It is powerful and it is amazing. But what I'm trying to get out of this this year is not just another Christmas Eve candlelight service, not just another manger scene mixed in with the chaos of stockings and presents, but another message that I feel like might be a little more deeply hidden within the message of the Christmas story. And that message, my friends, is that have you said yes to God this Christmas season? Saying yes to God could be surrendering yourself to him as your Lord and Savior, or it could be more smaller than that. But just more as powerful as loving your cousins who you don't always get along with. Or giving cookies to the UPS man. Or your neighbors. Or saying yes could be letting your younger sibling or your cousin or anybody you know play with the toy you got or the thing you the new thing you got even though it's yours and you want it and you don't want it to break no one anyone mess with it maybe it's just getting down on your knees and praying to him again because you haven't done it in a while maybe it's moving maybe it's recommitting yourself to him but as we have seen in this Christmas story, despite all odds, despite what people say, Mary and Joseph say yes to God six different times. So what do you need to say yes to God this Christmas season, this new year? What has been placed on your heart that you just keep on holding back from for some reason? That you just shove it back in the corner of your mind because you don't want to deal with it right now. Because you're not feeling that loving towards the person or you're not feeling that happy. I get it. Christmas can be a hard time for a lot of people. Christmas can be more of a pain than a joy. 
But maybe this Christmas, saying yes to God means moving past it. Not forgetting it, just moving past the pain. How are you going to say yes to God this Christmas season? It most likely is not as huge as realizing you're pregnant and you don't know what to do or thinking about divorcing your betrothed or having to move three different times because somebody's trying to kill you. It can be small. It can be big. But my challenge to you for December 25th, for January 1st, for July 18th, for the rest of the year, how are you going to say yes to God like Mary and Joseph did? Just a yes, Lord, I'm here, send me. How are you going to do it? What is it going to look like for you? And then make sure to put steps of action into that plan so you do say yes to God and it's not just a one-time thing they said yes to God six different times and continued to say yes to God throughout their time so don't make it just a yes I'll do this once figure out how you can do it throughout the year throughout this new year Saying yes to God can be scary, and I get that. I understand, I do. But it also can be wonderful and make your life so much more full and abundant. So over the next few weeks, really think about, over the next few hours, The presents are great. The songs are great. But what good is it if it only lasts a couple of days? And then we forget about it. And then we put it away for us to find later. Saying yes to God is something that is always happening and we don't just forget about it he's continuously working in our lives if we allow ourselves to say yes to him it's not a one and done deal if we allow ourselves to say yes to God every day it will be a Christmas present that keeps on giving Instead of one that looks really pretty on December 25th and January 1st, we've already forgotten about it. So ladies and my gentlemen out there, how are you saying yes to God this Christmas? What are you doing? What are you saying? What are you changing? to say yes to God this Christmas. I hope this is a conversation that you continue to think about. And I hope you have a very Merry Christmas.
always remember you are pretty you are worthy and you are loved in god's eyes and mine i'm katie and i'll see you in the next video bye ladies